I'm excited. Thank you for the privilege. Uh, I, appreciate, uh, I want to say thank you, Pastor Hanks. I know you'll listen to this later. There's only two people in the auditorium if you're listening. No, I'm sorry. Um, uh, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I don't know why. I'm really nervous tonight, but I, I know I'm getting old because this joke, I've like told it so many times and it still makes me laugh. I heard it at a youth rally. All right. If you're in junior high, no saying the answers. All right. But uh, uh, we went to a youth rally last Saturday or two Saturdays ago, I don't know, sometime recently. And this guy got up there and he says, uh, what do you call a cute boy in the youth department? A visitor. All right, so I don't know, I love that one. All right, here we go. So that's my joke for the night. Some of y'all are booing me. All right, I know, I'm sorry, but uh, here we go. Um, March 2nd, last, last Tuesday, uh, 18 years ago, I got saved and I thank God for my salvation. Um, I appreciate it uh, that he, he, he would choose me. I mean, a lot of times I don't think myself worthy uh, to be, uh, be saved or be in a Christian home. And a lot of times we take it for granted. But uh, if you're not saved, please uh, make that decision tonight. It's very, uh, it's very real. All right. This is not just something we do. Uh, it's not just a, an act. It's not just a play of life. It's, it's real. I, I remember being 10, year, 10 years old. I remember being scared to death. I, I just remember different things happened in my life, and I remember if something were to happen, something clicked in my head, and I said, you know, if I were getting this wreck, I would die and I'd go to hell. And I sat there and I listened to a bus captain, and uh, I was 10 years old, bus captain preached on John 3.16, how much God loves us, and, uh, and I, I, I said, no, I don't need this, I'm too good for this. I've, I've already made a profession when I was younger, and so I'm good, and all of a sudden, in like Sunday school class, uh, they had flashcards too. There's nothing like talking about hell when you see a little boy burning in flames, all right? That scared me half to death, all right? And uh, I remember sitting there too saying, you know, I don't need this, and I was very nervous. I was very scared of, uh, I, I didn't want to go to hell. And then all of a sudden, we get to uh, the big church up in the balcony, and I remember sitting up there in uh, Jim Vineyard preaching on hell, and it uh, scared me uh, so much. And you would have thought that would have broke me, and I would have gone down to the altar, but I didn't. Out of my pride, I, I still didn't get saved. And I just remember uh, driving all the way home thinking, you know, if I got in a wreck, I would die and go to hell. And uh, as soon as we got home, I, I couldn't take it anymore. I went, uh, I went to my parents, and I said, I am not saved. I want to get saved. And I remember uh, on our couch on March 2nd, me uh, getting saved. I don't know what it was said to me. All I just remember was my dad better stop reading these Bible verses to me because if he doesn't, God's going to come back and I'm going to go to hell. And so I was scared to death. But uh, tonight, uh, I want to preach on the Holy Spirit. And it's not a very, uh, the Holy Spirit sometimes it's kind of a weird topic or sometimes it's not really hit on a lot. But um, I want to speak on the Holy Spirit and the importance of him in our life. Uh, uh, you know, God so loved the world and he sent his son and Jesus, you know, loved his us, even we his enemies. But what does the Holy Spirit have to do with us? A lot of times we don't really think about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's that word that we read over in the Bible or it's that thing every once in a while we'll hear in uh, preaching and we'll say, yeah, the Holy Spirit, and we'll say amen. But we don't really truly understand the Holy Spirit and his influence in our life. And, uh, you know, some, some say the Holy Spirit is not important. Uh, we have an educated idiot, uh, I don't care if he listens to me or not, uh, he calls us every once in a while and, uh, in Mercy and Truth and he wants to talk to a pastor and have a Bible study about him talking the whole time and uh, he wants to tell us that, um, he wants to tell me that the Spirit is, uh, it's a good thing but it's not really part of God, he wants to tell me that the Spirit is just a, um, a, a way of living but it's, you know, you can take it or leave it but you know in First uh, John 5, 7, uh, the Bible says that three bear record, the Father, the Word, and the Spirit, and, uh, and the Holy Ghost. These three are one, and he says, oh, they're just one in unity. They think alike, you know, and I'm like, 
Uh, no, when the Bible says they're one, they're one person. That's just me uh, and, and the Bible. But, uh, you know, these three say, in verse 20 of the same chapter, verse 20 says that the Son is come and that we may know him. That's the Son. That is true. And uh, we are in him. That is true. Talking about Jesus, if we're saved. Amen. This is true. This is the true God, it says in verse 20. So if Jesus is true and the Father is true, what about the Spirit? Well, I'm glad you asked. If you go back up in the same chapter in verse 6, uh, six it says, uh, the Spirit is truth. You know, and uh, if God is truth and Jesus is truth and the Spirit is truth, I believe they're all one. You know, um, I, I just believe it. Uh, um, there's some people out there that uh, also say the Spirit is just a feeling or it's enthusiasm, but it, it's not, not to me. The Spirit's very real. Uh, the Spirit is a God. He is God. He is a person, and He's part of the, the Trinity. I, I believe this. He's part of it, and if it's not a big deal, then why did Jesus stress it so much to His disciples in John chapter 14, 15, and 16? He says it three times in uh, John 14, 16, uh, uh, in John 15, 26, and 16, 7. He says, I will send Him unto you. I will send the Comforter. And you're going to tell me that the, uh, the Holy Spirit's not something we should honestly think about? Those people are foolish. You know, um, we really got to think about the Holy Spirit tonight. A lot of times we, we don't really think about it. I want you to think about the Holy Spirit tonight, and then we'll, we'll continue on. Well, let's pray real quick. Dearly Father, Lord, may be with us. Lord, we need you and love you. I pray just help me, God, give me the words to say. Lord, I pray you speak through me, use me. God, calm my nerves. I pray just help uh, fill me with the Holy Spirit. Help the Holy Spirit to be here tonight and help our hearts to be open to you and your word. We need you and love you in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, um, uh, one, one of the questions, I, the reason I've been thinking about this, pastor asked me to preach, and uh, I've been doing a study on the Holy Spirit. Number one, because that person that calls us, he always irritates me. And, uh, and then I really wanted to know what's the Holy Spirit all about. You know, there's sometimes when, uh, sin, sin gets in our lives, and uh, we, we have to replace that sin, and it's in, it's in our, our minds and different things. And we have to have the Word in our hearts. And so studying the Scriptures, uh, I, I found out that the, the, the Word and the Spirit, I need the Spirit. Uh, I don't know if you notice this or not, but um, for y'all that don't pay attention, you read the church membership uh, in the back, uh, in the back of your hymn book. It says, a new member. It, it, it says, uh, the church covenant with a new member. It, it goes through all these things and also says the church covenant. It says, having been led, we believe, by the Spirit of God to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior. It also goes on and uh, another area it says, trusting the Holy Spirit for guidance and grace. Now, how many of y'all honestly you trust the Holy Spirit for guidance and grace? Sometimes we don't even pray for the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we don't even go through our day. And you know what? Uh, you say, this is really important to me because uh, the revivals are coming up. And I just want you to see who has the Holy Spirit. That's the first question is we need to know who has the Holy Spirit. I believe that uh, once you get saved, the Holy Spirit dwells inside of you. In Romans chapter 8, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be in Joshua chapter 1, but I'm just going to be... I got a long introduction, and then I'm going to hit it right at the end, all right? So uh, bear with me. But it says, um, in Romans chapter 8, says, I believe once you get saved, uh, you have the Holy Spirit dwell inside of you. Romans 8 and verse 9, uh, it kind of goes through all these. But, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so, that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Uh, if you look at verse 11, the Bible says, but if the Spirit of him that is raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit which dwelleth in you. Uh, John, uh, 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 Romans 8 and verse, uh, verse 14, same chapter, it says, For as many 
uh, as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And that reminds me of 1 John 1.12, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. I'm a son of God. On March 2nd, I trusted in Christ, and the Holy Spirit dwells inside of me. Uh, in uh, verse, verse 15 there, same chapter says, for if ye have not received the spirit of, uh, 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 of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. That reminds me in Galatians chapter 4 and verse 6, when it says, we have received the adoptions of sons. How have we received that? By trusting in Christ as your Savior. He's my only way to heaven. That's the only way. And you know what? He cries, the Spirit cries, Abba, Father. The Spirit is a big deal. Who has the Holy Ghost? If you're saved, you have the Holy Ghost. You know, this message is going to do no good for you if you're not saved. Number one, the Holy Spirit's going to draw you. You have to accept Christ as your Savior. This is after you get saved. And number two, uh, number two I, I believe once you are saved, uh, you're always saved. And uh, you can't shake me on that. There's people that have tried, and uh, I just ignore them because it's kind of like arguing with a brick wall. I mean, you go to the jail, and they want to say you can lose it. You know what? You can get, uh, once you get saved, you're always saved. Uh, I didn't get saved on March 2nd and I have to get resaved again and when I was 12 years old and resaved again 15 or if I ever doubted it, I didn't have to get resaved. I'm always saved. I wrote it in my Bible. The devils try to tempt me and say, you're not saved because of different things. And you know what? I can remember, uh, I, I can remind him that I was saved. I can go all the way back through it. Uh, um, you know what? But once the spirit dwells inside of you, once you're saved, he does not leave. I believe that. You know, the Spirit dwells inside and you say, well, hold on now, don't get ahead of me. Romans chapter 8, and verse 38 and 39, uh, I like these verses. For I am persuaded, I believe, I, I, I am uh, resolved in my mind, I am persuaded neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor uh, things present nor things to come uh, nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Uh, John 10, 28 says, and I give unto them eternal life and... and uh, and I give them to the material, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Uh, it also says in Galatians 5.22, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. Now, if, if I can't be uh, separated from God's love, and uh, I cannot be plucked out of God's hand, and the, and the, Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is love, I believe the Spirit of God is always with me, no matter what I do. And you know what? Sometimes it's nice to have the Spirit with me. He tells me not to do something. He tells me not to say something. Sometimes the Spirit of God is uh, kind of like, you know, the older sibling that's always tattling on you, saying, you shouldn't have done that, Mike. It's like, thanks, I know. That's how I know the Spirit's with me. Every time I want to lie or every time I want to sin, the Holy Spirit speaks to me. And he, he doesn't slap me across the head. He's not some weird thing that I hear. Uh, he's just in my heart that convicts me and says, hey, you shouldn't have done that. Amen. The Holy Spirit is real. He's inside in each and every one of us. But you know what? I also believe that the, the, the Bible teaches that the Spirit does many things for us. He does many things through us. I believe that uh, there, there's things that are evident. There's the fruit of the Spirit and the results of having the Spirit inside of you. But I also believe, according to the Bible, uh, we can live the Christian life and not have the Spirit working in us. Because the Bible says we can grieve the Spirit and that we can quench the Spirit. And I want you to think about that. Some of y'all, uh, we, we, we don't really think about the Spirit. The Spirit's in us. I believe you never leave us. But if we quench the Spirit by, by the sin in our life or we, uh, we grieve Him, you know what? Uh, the only thing that, uh, that, that grieves, so I, I'm, a, I'm quoting a preacher, so don't judge me, all right? But he says, you know, the only thing that uh, grieves is love. You know, uh, if Jamie does something bad, it grieves me, you know? If I do something bad, because I represent her and she represents me, and if we do something, it grieves us. Why? Because we love one another. Uh, I have bus workers. If uh, Brother Gabriel does something on my bus, I don't grieve over it. I might get irritated, but I don't grieve. Sorry, Gabriel, I don't love you that way. <laughs> you know, the Spirit loves us. The Spirit wants us to do right. God wants us to do right. 
Jesus wants us to do right. And you know what? It's because he loves us, and every time we sin, we, we grieve him, we quench him, we, we throw him away. And you know what? The, the Spirit doesn't like that. He never leaves us. He's always with us. And you know what? Revival's coming. And if we truly want God to speak to us and do something in our heart and in our church, we have to really consider this thing about what the Spirit is. And where does the Spirit take place in my life? Uh, sometimes we don't really think about that. Think about this. Where, where's the Spirit in your life? Is He on the back burner or is He up front? Is He something that you haven't really thought about? Is this just actions? Are you just going through, you know, you get up in the morning, you read your Bible because you know it's a Christian thing to do, and you pray, you say a few words, but it's just repetitive because you said it enough times, and uh, it's just daily, it's just the new thing? Or is it something you actually think about and say, God, thank you for loving me. God, thank you for giving me the opportunity to uh, preach. And God, thank you for giving me my sins. I'm not worthy to be a Christian. Lord, uh, thank you for everything that you've done for me. You know, the Holy Spirit does so many things for us. And if you want God to work in your life in this revival, uh, I'll tell you what, uh, I've been raised in church, I've gone to revivals, I've gone to a missions conference, and uh, anyone will tell you, unless they're super spiritual, you don't really like coming to church every stinking uh, night, okay, not stinking, but you know, every night, <laughs> to hear some guy talk. You come to revival to hear the Spirit talk. Amen. And a lot of times, it gets really boring to sit in a pew because your heart's not right, and you're not really t talking about God, you're not really thinking about God. And revival is just another service. It's just another man you don't really know speaking. He says a couple of jokes, tells funny stories, and you don't, nothing changes when you walk out those doors. If you really want revival, think about the Holy Spirit tonight, and challenge yourself until revival comes, just a few weeks away, you know, um, I've read a lot of books and I've listened to a lot of sermons and uh, this one phrase has stuck with me. It's by uh, uh, Ari Tozer. He says, we want the Holy Spirit, but we do not want to pay the price. We want the Holy Spirit, but we don't really want to uh, pay the price. And he, he had the example of a car. Um, uh, Jamie and I, uh, she wanted ice cream, so I went to go get ice cream and we came back from ice cream and we hit a deer. Uh, most expensive ice cream we've ever had. <laughs> but, but you know what? Uh, we've been looking at cars. You know, uh, someone gave us a vehicle, so I like that. But we've been looking at cars, you know. Uh, Jamie really wants a uh, Toyota RAV4, I think. If not, she'll tell me later. But, you know, like, we'll find a whole bunch of them, and then we're like, ooh, that's a little too much out of our price range, you know. And then, uh, so, you know, sometimes we want things, but we really don't want to pay the price for it. Uh, I like golfing, and uh, my junior hires, uh, I, I teach junior high, and they make fun of me for being an old man. Um, <laughs> I like to go to bed early. Uh, I like my coffee. Um, I don't like them, and so they're like, you're just a grouchy old man, all right? I like golf, all right? This is something I like, and uh, you know, if I, <laughs> I kind of want a new uh, pair of clubs, and be really expensive, and because uh, you go out there, and you're like, ooh, new clubs, and you go out there, and they're $800, or you know, you get that email, $200 off, you know, still $700, you know, I really don't want it uh, that bad, it's like, eh, no, okay? Uh, uh, some of y'all, I was talking to someone the other day, and they, they, they wanted a dog, and you know, uh, the dog was really expensive, some of those dog prices out there are crazy, they want a dog, and it was thousands of dollars, and they're like, they told me, they're like, really, you know, do you want it? You know, that's how we treat the spirit sometimes, like, uh, do I really want it? You know, I want, I want these things as long as they fit inside my budget. Uh, I really want the Holy Spirit as long as he fits in my schedule. I want to be able to sleep in. I don't want to spend time with God. Do you really want it? The Spirit, we all want it, but we don't want to pay the price. We want these, uh, we want these things. Let me ask you a question, and, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll really get rolling here. Do you really want it?
That's the title of my message is, Do You Really Want It? Talking about the Holy Spirit. Do you really want the Holy Spirit in your life? Do you really want this? It's a daily commitment. Um, I don't diet. I don't like dieting. Um, I, I don't like starving myself on purpose. I'll, I'll exercise, but I won't diet, all right? Unless it's a, a donut diet, because those have a hole in the middle, and those are holy, and they're not self-centered, and they're just spiritual, all right? I like those diets. I will exercise all day, but I will not diet. I just do not like diets. Uh, my, my wife, she likes dieting. She's not the exercise person. She likes dieting. And you know, each and every day, uh, she gets up and she, she makes herself a meal, all right? And it has to go through these diets and all these uh, guidelines and starvation and uh, famine. She goes through that. You know what? But she really wants it. She eats nasty things because she really wants it. She eats fake sugar. I want real sugar. I want cavities. You know, but she really wants it. She dies because she really wants it. You know, uh, um, a lot of people, it doesn't matter your age. If you want the Holy Spirit, you can have it. It's a promise from God. Think about David as a young man. David wanted it. He had it, uh, he had it way before he even went to go face Goliath. Each and every day, he got up and he spent time with God. He prayed and he read his Bible. He walked with God. He didn't just all of a sudden like, hmm, there's Goliath out there. I'm going to go, I'm be spiritual real quick. David, the Father, help me real quick. Uh, fill him with the Holy Spirit and get this rock right into his head. He didn't do that. It was a daily thing. He was a young man. If you're a young person like me, um, all the way to 51, if you're a young person, uh, amen, sorry, uh, Phineas, uh, Phineas wanted it. He stabbed the sinners right in the, right in the belly. He says, you know what, I want God with us. And, and Phineas stood for its right. Uh, Caleb wanted it uh, when he took his mountain. You know what, it wasn't something Caleb all of a sudden got to the foot of the mountain. He was an old person. Uh, he got there, uh, he was about 52 or higher. I don't know, but the, the Bible doesn't say, but Caleb was old. And he wanted it. I'm sorry, I get nervous and I joke. Amen. No. But he wanted it. He wanted, this, he, he wanted the mountain. Do you want the spirit? It doesn't matter if you're young, if you're, if you're uh, uh, a little, I don't know, middle-aged. It doesn't matter if you're old. The Bible has Bible example after Bible example after Bible example of people who wanted the spirit. And you know, it wasn't until they faced their mountain or their giant in their life. It was way before then. Each and every day, they wanted it. And do you really want it? Do you really want it? Go to, uh, go to Joshua, Joshua chapter 1. I'm uh, teaching um, a student some Bible class, an elementary Bible, I'm teaching the, uh, the judges, and uh, it's been fun. I, I've enjoyed studying the judges and teaching on the judges, but judges, it's been said that judges is a picture of walking in the flesh. Joshua is a picture of walking in the spirit. And so... As I was studying the Holy Spirit, I just kind of read through Joshua, and there's a couple things in all of Joshua chapter 1. I'm not going to read it all tonight. Uh, you know, some of y'all were getting ready to cry, all right? I'm not going to read the whole chapter. Um, but you know, I just want to see a picture of how, how Joshua correlates to the Spirit and how it can apply to our lives. Number one, we've got to realize, do you really want the Spirit? Number one, we've got to realize that the Spirit is God-sent. Uh, look at... Uh, Joshua chapter 1, verse 1, it says, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Now, uh, God, the Spirit is God sent. It's a promise from God. God sent Moses to deliver the children of uh, Israel out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, and Joshua came after him to lead them into the promised land. 
You know what? God sent Jesus to deliver us out of the house of bondage, out of our, 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 our bondage of sin. He sent, us a, he sent Jesus, and then after Jesus, he sent the Holy Spirit back uh, to guide us as a successful, uh, righteous, to live a successful Christian life and a successful, uh, uh, righteous life, but also lead us to the way of heaven. You know what? Uh, uh, God, Joshua was God sent. There's no doubt. God called him. And uh, the Spirit is God sent. Jesus said, after me, I'm going to send a comforter. He said it three times. It's kind of a big deal. And we blow up the Spirit all the time. Think about this. The Spirit is God sent. He's sent just for you. Joshua was sent for the children of Israel, but this is more personal. You know, uh, yesterday I checked the mail, and there was a, a package from Amazon. And uh, if there's an Amazon package around Christmas time, it's probably from me. Any other time, it's from Jamie, all right? She, she likes shopping online. She likes Amazon, good, good things. But, you know, I, I text her. I said, hey, did you order something? Usually she asks me if she, uh, if she wants to if she spend money or something. And she said, uh, I, I text her. I said, hey, Jamie, did you order anything off of Amazon? Because I don't remember her even wanting anything. She said, no. And so I was like, this is weird. And then all of a sudden... Uh, I don't know if I've just seen too many movies, but all of a sudden I was like, you know, if I rip this open, a bomb's going to go off, you know. And it, it, was just a, it was just a padded envelope, you know. I'm shaking it. There's nothing there. Filling around. Can't really feel any lumps or anything. And I'm thinking, what is this? You know, someone, uh, someone sent us a gift card from Chick-fil-A through Amazon. All right. <sighs> Righteous people. Amen. Uh, I'm going to use it. It was a gift. It did not explode. My waistline might, but you know what? It was a gift given to us. I'm going to use it. The Spirit is a gift from God. You ought to use it. It's sent from God. You know, um, Tozer also said, uh, just a couple of phrases that he said, uh, just really, they stick in my mind. It says, the Spirit needs to be Lord in our life, not just an ornament. A lot of times we think about the, uh, the Spirit, and a lot of times it kind of goes hand in hand with our prayer life, but a lot of times we don't really think about the Spirit until uh, we, we come to a hard time in our life. Or uh, if you're asked to preach and all of a sudden you're like, hey, God, can you fill me with the Holy Spirit? <laughs> it's kind of too late. <laughs> but you know, a lot of times that's how we treat the Holy Spirit, like a last-minute thing. He's, uh, think about a Christmas tree. You know, uh, people look at the Christmas trees because the ornaments take it up, but a lot of times we treat God that uh, we treat the Holy Spirit that way. It's all about us, and the Holy Spirit's that little ornament on the bottom. Maybe that cracked one that you made when you were two, and it's on the backside of the tree. That's how we treat the Holy Spirit sometimes. You know, the Holy Spirit in First, um, first Samuel chapter four. First Samuel chapter four. Uh, um, first Samuel chapter four. We have. Um, Verse 2, it says, and the Philistines put themselves, 1 Samuel 4, 2, it says, and the Philistines put themselves array against Israel, and they joined battle, uh, and Israel was smitten for the Philistines, and they slew the army in the field about a thousand men, four thousand men. And when the people were come to the camp, the elders of Israel said, wherefore hath the Lord smitten us uh, today before the Philistines? Let us fetch the ark of the covenant of the Lord out of uh, Shiloh unto us, that when they cometh among us, it may save us out of the hands of our enemies." Um, and so verse 4, uh, so the people sent to Shiloh, they got, the, uh, they got it, Hophni and uh, Phinehas uh, took the Ark of the, the Covenant of God. In verse 5 it says, and when the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord came into the camp, all Israel shouted with uh, joy, and, and they, they shouted with a great shout. And when the Philistines heard it, uh, the noise of the great, uh, of the great shout, um, 
they, uh, they, they said, what is this? They started getting afraid. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to read the rest of it. And he said, what does that have to do with the, uh, the Spirit? You know, Hophni and Phinehas, they were wicked and they were ungodly. And a lot of times as, as Christians, we don't live close to God at all. And then all of a sudden, they, they lost and they started losing. And they're like, hey, let's go grab the Ark of the Covenant. You know what? The Holy Spirit is not just a, a, a figure or something that we can just use. Uh, it's not, it wasn't the, covenant, uh, the Ark of the Covenant that gave it power. It was because it represented God and who it represents. We're Christians. We have the Holy Spirit inside of us, and we don't want to use it. But when we do use it, we don't really think about what it represents. We sit there and we, we, uh, we act like we're spiritual and we act like we, we pray really long or we act like we're spirit-filled, but you know what? Uh, we're just using vain words and we don't really realize what, what is being represented. Hophni and Phinehas, it didn't turn out so well for them. I mean, they ended up dying. You know, at times, uh, we need God. And it's just like that, uh, um, I, I don't need God, I can just sleep in. I, I don't need God, I don't really need my, uh, read my Bible today. I don't really need God. You know what, God sent the Holy Spirit, use him. The Holy Spirit speaks to you through the word. It speaks to you uh, during, the, uh, during the, uh, the sermons, during, during Sunday school. Um, uh, David uh, did not all of a sudden become a great a God truster. Uh, it started each and every day. He got up and started reading his Bible and praying. He, he realized that there was a gift from God, even all the way back in the Old Testament. Young person, uh, uh, anyone here in church today, uh, God has given you a spirit. And before times get hard, you better start trusting in God now. You start, uh, better start getting on the ball of, of uh, trusting in the Holy Spirit and really believing that is God sent. God, it's a promise from God and he wants us to use it. it it's not, uh, uh, I didn't get that uh, Chick-fil-A gift card uh, so I can frame it up on the wall. A lot of us, this is what we do with the Holy Spirit. I'm saved, look at me. And we, 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 we put the Holy Spirit on, uh, as an ornament on the wall and we don't care about it anymore until we're in trouble. You know, uh, the Spirit, every day we need to ask God for the Spirit and to walk in the Spirit's ways. Number two, number one, uh, we need to realize that he is God sent. Number two, he is good success. The Holy Spirit's good success. I don't know about you, but I want success in my life. And in uh, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, it's a very uh, famous, uh, famous verse. It says, The book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, and thou uh, mayst observe to do all according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. In verse 5, uh, Saint Joshua chapter 1, verse 5, it says, uh, There shall not any man be able to stand, uh, stand before thee all the days of thy life. And this is God talking to Joshua. As I was with Moses, so will I be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. You know, uh, God, Joshua is sitting there, and God says, Hey, you're going to be the next servant. I'm, I'm sending you. But he also says, I will be with you. And as long as you're strong and you have good courage, he repeats that phrase uh, over and over again. He says, you know what? Uh, if you do all these things I've commanded you and you uh, meditate in the word of God and, and you, you realize the law, you'll have good success. You will prosper. Now, I'm not saying that uh, if you trust in the Holy Spirit that everything you do, you know, you're going to be a multimillionaire tomorrow. All right? That's not what I'm saying. The Holy Spirit, though, he will bring success. Uh, when Joshua was uh, with Israel, they got their inheritance, they won battles, they destroyed cities, and they prospered. When we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us, uh, we, we get uh, uh, benefits and blessings from God. We win spiritual battles in our lives, and we have good success. You know, when, I, uh, when a day goes through and I trust in God and the Spirit to lead me, uh, I don't look back at that day and say, man, that was a lousy day. Usually it's a good day. And you know, a lot of times we don't really think about the Spirit, and we try to do things on our own will. Eli's sons, they died. They had the right idea, but they had the wrong actions. Your actions speak louder than words. Hezekiah 3.10. All right, thank you. Uh, three of y'all are awake. 
actions speak louder. And verse 8 says, if you meditate on his word day and night, you know what? If you want good success, you need to meditate. You need to memorize scripture. You need to read it. The Holy Spirit, when I was reading through these books and I was reading about uh, uh, these great men of God of old time, I was like, man, how did they have the Holy Spirit? You know what? None of them said that they fasted for, you know, 90 days. None of them said they shunned sugar out of their life. No one said they went on a diet. Uh, none of them said they went through, like, uh, this monk school. All of them had the same thing in common. They said, I got up every morning, I read my Bible, and I prayed, and I asked God to fill me, because I am nothing. The Holy Spirit, uh, he's not some uh, 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 made-up thing. All I have to do is each and every day wake up and say, hey, God, can you speak to me through your word? Hey, God, can you fill me with the Holy Spirit today? A lot of times we like, we like to make the Christian life so complicated, but it's very simple. The Holy Spirit wants to dwell inside of us. He's God sent. Uh, he's good success. You know, we have uh, spiritual battles, and we need God's help, and he's given us the tool to win, but we don't use it. Think about that. The Spirit is God sent. Number two, he's good success. And lastly, he's God's commander. We've got to realize that he's God's commander. Say, what, what, what is a commander? You know, a commander, uh, a commander, I just looked this up, it's really deep, but it's a person in authority, especially over troops. You know, a, a person in authority. Does the Spirit have control and authority in your life? Do you sit there and do you trust in, do you trust in God like you, you need to? Do you, do you let the, the Spirit have all of you that it should? Uh, let's look at verse, uh, verse 10. Joshua 1 verse 10, it says, and Joshua commanded the officers of the people saying, and he goes through this whole thing, I'm not gonna read it, but we're gonna skip all the way down to verse 16. It says, and they answered Joshua, verse 16, saying, all that thou commandest us, we will do, and whatsoever thou sendest us, we will go. According as we hearken unto Moses in all things, so will we hearken unto thee. You know, they said, Joshua commanded them, and they heard the commandments, and they said, hey, we're gonna obey your commandments. You know, he is God's commander. Now, Joshua commanded, uh, the, the Spirit commands us. The Bible says uh, that the, the Spirit doesn't just command us, but it reminds us and teaches us things in the Scripture. And when you read that, uh, I was preparing this message, I was writing down one, uh, one verse, and all of a sudden another verse came to my mind, and then another one, and another one. Why? It's because the Spirit is reminding us. Sometimes when I go out through my day and uh, I, I get mad at someone, all of a sudden a Bible verse pops in, uh, pops in my head. You know, that's not because I'm super spiritual. That's because someone, uh, when I was younger, was teaching the Word of God, and uh, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit brought that back to remembrance. You know, a lot of times we like to shun and quench the Holy Spirit and we don't like to give him credit, but you know, he tries his best. And you know what? We don't like to do it. We're fighting a spiritual warfare. Ephesians 6 and verse 12. Ephesians 6 and verse 12, I'm almost done. Some of y'all just woke up. Ephesians 6 and verse 12, it says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We're fighting a spiritual warfare, and we're trying to fight it with our flesh. We try to get up and say, tomorrow I'm going to read my Bible, but we don't ask God for help. Tomorrow I'm going to read my Bible, and you wake up early in the morning, you know, you still got eye boogers in your eyes, and you're, you're trying to figure out what's going on. You haven't had your coffee yet, and you're reading black and white things on a page, and you have no clue what's being said. It's because you're trying to live the Christian life without the Spirit. The spiritual, our responses, look what Israel's response was to the commander. They said in verse 16, it says, we will do, and whithersoever thou sendest, we will go. In verse 17, according, as he hearkened unto Moses and all things, so will we hearken unto thee. You know what? 
our response to the Holy Spirit when he speaks to us ought to be, I will do it, I will go, and I'll listen. Uh, I, teach, I teach junior high, as I've mentioned, and sometimes it's kind of annoying uh, when I say, okay, turn to page 201 in your history books. And because they really don't want to go or do it or hearken or listen to me, I'll be sitting there and I'll teach the lesson and all of a sudden I'll ask a question and then all of a sudden they'll say, what? What page are we on? You know what? We do that to the spirit all the time. Hey, I want you to go give this person a track. Uh, I'll do it after I put gas in my car. Oh, where'd that person go? Will you do it? Will you go? Will you listen? The Holy Spirit speaks to us, but what are we doing with it? You know, there's, uh, I heard a story a long time ago, and it just uh, it reminds me of the Spirit. There's these boys, and they were driving, um, and they, uh, it, it was snowing outside, and they were driving uh, windy roads, and they went off into a ditch. And they sat there, and they said, hey, we need, we need God's help. Let's ask God to do something miraculous for us. And so they sat there, and they started praying. And all of a sudden, a, a, a tow truck came up, and uh, I don't know if it was a true story or not, but I just remember it. The a tow truck came up and said, hey, you boys need help? And they said, No! We're waiting for God to do something. And so the guy's like, okay. <laughs> Religious nuts, all right. And he got in his car, drove off. And they're like, oh, God's got to do something. They're cold. Their heater's not working anymore. Uh, they're really cold, and they, they keep praying. All of a sudden, another tow truck pulls up. Hey, do you guys need help getting out of there? They're down in the ditch. And they said, no, we don't need your help. We're waiting for God to do something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Gets in his car, drives off. Next time, tow truck comes up. Hey, do you guys need help down there? No, we're waiting for God to do something. Okay, gets in his tow truck and drives off. A lot of times it's how we live the Christian life. We know that the Spirit's right there. We know we need God's help. And every time the Spirit and God says, hey, would you do my commands? I'm sent from God, I'm a promise. You know, if you, you listen to me, you'll have good success. We say, nah, I don't need you. For conclusion tonight, as Christians, we know that we need the Spirit, but we don't really want it. A lot of us hear him speak to us, go here, uh, uh, give this to that person, give this track out. We'll say I'll hearken, we'll say we'll listen, but Israel ended up going against Joshua. And as Christians, sometimes we follow into the same steps as Israel. How we listen and obey is where it comes down to it. If you really want the Spirit, the Spirit is not hard. Getting the Holy Spirit is not hard. It's a daily walk with God. It's not, it's not action it's, uh, it's, not a, uh, it's just not a repetitiveness. It's really, do we really want it? Do we want God to speak to our heart? Do we want revival? You know, it, 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 it's just saying, God, here am I. I'll do what you want. I'll go where you'll send me. I, I will listen to your voice. If you want revival from God, start with taking this into your own life and taking the spirit for real. Don't just take him for granted. Let's pray.